When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Age of Radio. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Talking Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time once again for Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man. Joining me, as always, is my brother Cooper. Cooper, how you doing, brother? Doing good, man. Glad to be back alive. Mm-hmm. How you doing, everybody? Hello out there. <laughs> YouTube and Facebook. We yes. hope you're joining us and enjoying it. We have football talk for you. And if you're listening Hence in, we love you, thank you, and uh, try and check us out on our YouTube channel, try and check us out on Facebook, whatever, man. That's right. So, you ready to dive into some football? Let's do it. All right, so week two of the college football saw seven major upsets. Upsets? Upsets. Upsets. And nearly an eighth when Alabama held off, held off Texas 20-19. And week three, though, was a return to a relative norm as there was only three upsets as number 25. Oregon ended their four-game losing streak against fellow top 25 teams with a 41-20 beatdown of number 12 BYU. After being upset by Appalachian State the week prior, number 24 Texas A&M was ready for number 13 Miami and came away with a 17-9 victory in that game. An unranked Washington hosted number 11 Michigan State and rolled them 39-28 in a game that wasn't really even that close. As for the rest of the top 25, number one, Georgia finally gave up a touchdown when they walked into uh, Columbia, South Carolina, walked out with a 47, uh, 48-7 beatdown of SC, but finally gave up a touchdown on defense. After avoiding an upset in Texas and sliding down a spot in the polls, Alabama bounced back and took their frustrations out on UL Monroe, 63-7. to Number three, Ohio State. Rolled Kent State 77-21. Number four, Michigan walloped UConn 59-0. Number five, Clemson took care of business against La Tech, or Louisiana Tech actually, 48-20. Number six, Oklahoma trailed 7-0 to Nebraska, but then scored 49 straight points and would win the game 49-14.
Number 7, USC continues to roll as they crush Fresno State 45-17. Number 8, Oklahoma State crushed Arkansas Pine Bluff 63-7. Number 9, Kentucky blanked Youngstown State 31-0. Number 10, Arkansas avoided upset against unranked, of course, Missouri State 38-27. Number 14, Utah continues to trend upward after losing to Florida in Week 1, winning 35-7 against San Diego State. Number 15, Tennessee destroyed Akron 63-6. Number 16, North Carolina State beat Texas Tech 27-14. Number 17, Baylor came out looking to take their anger on from losing uh, last week to BYU out on somebody, and that happened to be Texas State as they rolled 42-7. Number 19, Wake Forest was in a tough battle with Liberty as they barely won 37-36. Number 20, Ole Miss blanks Georgia Tech 42-0. Number 21, Texas bounced back from a tough, close loss to Alabama to beat University of Texas San Antonio, 41-20. Uh, number 22, Penn State went into Auburn and came out with a huge win, 41-12. Number 23, Pittsburgh, after losing at home to Tennessee last week, went to Western Michigan and left with a solid win, 34-13. Cooper, any of those games stand out to you? Man, I, I'm sorry. i got to be honest. I, I had to let the dog out. Dog yeah. Zach Nuts. So, I'm I'm glad our listeners got to listen to it, but <laughs> Cooper's over here like, what's going on, man? Right. What's just, going on? So, did any game stick out to you? The game, uh, uh, we're going to talk about Oregon and Florida, so I'm not going to really go over those right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, I have, I have a hard time saying any of them really stuck out to me, other than Georgia's defense finally giving up a touchdown for the first time all year, but basically it came in garbage time so probably the third stringers were in for georgia at the time when they played south carolina and gave up that touchdown so i'm like did they really give up the touchdown i mean honestly right so i mean it's just crazy uh kentucky's rolling um i'm surprised to see i know what's up with kentucky dude uh, the basketball school is controlling themselves very nicely in football it's crazy it's unbelievable um liberty um giving wake forest a hard time and Almost squeaking out a win against uh, Wake Forest. That was kind of a shocker, too, honestly, 37-36. But other than that, nothing was really surprising. Um, Everything was pretty much, you know, what it should have been. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, Nebraska kind of came out, you know, jumped out to a 7-0 lead against Oklahoma. But after that, Oklahoma went, oh, wait a minute. We're Oklahoma. We're better than you, and we know it. (laughs) And ran off 49 straight points. Right. So... You know, it's kind of, that's kind of how that went. Uh, I know Nebraska was trying to get over their loss of the firing of um, their head coach, so they were trying to come out and play for their new coach, but that was not going to happen. Didn't work out. Not at all. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, so let's get into some duck talk, shall we? Let's do it, brother. So after blowing out Eastern Washington the previous week, Oregon had a new challenge in the form of number 12 BYU. The Ducks were ready for the challenge as they put on a good defensive performance while finding traction on the ground. The uh, Cougars gave the Ducks a bit of a scare uh, in the third, heading into the fourth quarter as the Ducks took out Bo Nix with a sizable lead, only to see momentum shift to the Cougars. But once it got to 38-20, Bo Nix was returned to the game, uh, settled down the offense, and he would leave uh, even lead a drive to put Oregon up by the final mar- margin of 41-20. So, does this give you a little bit more faith in uh, the Ducks quarterback, or are you still kind of iffy? 
I I'm still kind of iffy a little bit. Um, but I liked what I saw. BYU's defense obviously is not Georgia's defense, as we no. thoroughly seen. <laughs> but they also held down a pretty good offense in BYU the previous week. So. Uh, I mean, not BYU. That is BYU. Baylor in the previous week. Baylor's usually known for pretty good offense. But also, is Baylor a top-notch SEC offense that we've seen? No. So, it's kind of like I have a little bit more confidence in him. But at the same time, uh, we'll see. Well, I mean, you really... The thing that sucks is Mm -hmm. the Ducks had to go in and they had to play... Georgia, like, right off the bat. Yeah. No confidence building. And I'm sorry, but anybody else anywhere in the NCAA, if they were to face them right off the bat, they're going to have a hard time, too. Yeah. Maybe not as hard as we did, but... Then again... You never know. They never... They they finally just gave up a touchdown three weeks into the season, so... Yeah. That's... And that was probably their third-string defense. So, at the same time, yeah, I just thought, since we had Dan Lanning, their defensive coordinator from last year, and our defense had a lot of good returning people coming back, including Noah Sewell, Yeah, I just thought, I wasn't expecting us to beat Georgia, I just expected us to be respectful in that yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, and the fact that Nick's is... A seasoned veteran. A seasoned veteran. He's faced Georgia a couple times. And he's lost every time. So, but, I mean, the fact that he's been there and faced him, yeah. I mean, he should know how they are. So You'd think, but <laughs> yet here we are. A loss right off the bat. The good news is... is We're bouncing back. We're bouncing back very nicely. Obviously, playing Eastern Washington helped. Sorry, I love you, Cooper Cup, but your school is not... On our level, yeah. unfortunately, for you and your school. But to have that win and then come back against the Cougars and look pretty dominant really has me feeling good. The real question is, though, is now we're going up against Washington State in Washington at Pullman at the Palouse where we struggle. Aren't they the Cougars? Yeah, they're also the Cougars, yes. They're also the Cougars. Yeah, so we're back-to-back Cougars. <laughs> and not one of them a good-looking 40-year-old woman. <laughs> or 50-year-old woman for us, because we go. are in our 30s now. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> I can't even think of Cougars as properly anymore, because it's like, yeah, 40-year-old woman. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm five years behind 40. That's <laughs> not really a Cougar to me anymore. <laughs> Anyways, but uh, uh, we'll move on from that. Yeah. We're moving right along. Anyways, yes. but... Even when we are a top-of-the-line Pac-12 dominant team, we still have troubles with Washington State, especially in Pullman at the Palouse. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens next Saturday. Definitely is. All right. So let's talk about the team I'm representing today. And their what-the-hell-happened game, even though they won. Anyways, the Gators have not looked like the same team that beat the number 7 Utah Utes at the beginning of the year. They look incompetent offensively last week against Kentucky following their upset win. Then this past weekend, they looked inept defensively as they struggled to slow down University of South Florida. Yeah. Yeah. The Gators relied on turnovers to keep pace to upend South Florida, who still had a chance to tie the game late, 
but a bad hold by um, by the placeholder for the kicker for USF um, cost him from making the field goal, even though he still almost punched it in with the bad snap. Yeah, it saved him, man. And I think that... Uh, crazy. It's crazy to see all these people that are all hyped about Florida and like... They won the game, like yeah. We won, but they they won, but you know. You look like garbage against South Florida after looking like garbage against Kentucky. Yeah. Let's not forget this was the same. And let, let's program. talk. Let, let, let's say this too. South Florida, Kentucky, two different teams, two le- different levels of competition. Yeah. So I mean, for me, this win was. I'm glad they won, mm-hmm. but. It should have been a blowout. It very much should have been a blowout, and I'm and I'm looking even more correct about Anthony Richardson needing to stay one more year because he hasn't looked good since um, Utah in two in two games. Yeah, the defense. I don't, I don't know. The defense did the best they could against Kentucky. The offense kept shooting themselves in the foot, which really killed them that game. So. Hence the final margin is what it was against Kentucky. But then to turn around and seem like you've never seen a option quarterback in your life when you have played option quarterbacks and you didn't know how to stop it, what the hell? Yeah. It, it was just crazy and asinine. And I'm just like, Napier, do something about your defense. It's <laughs> killing me. <laughs> I'm just, uh, I just think, I think they have an easy game this next week. So maybe it should be okay, but. Yeah, Anthony, stay one more year. Just stay one more year, please. You're killing me, Smalls. Because at this point, you, you'll be lucky to be somebody's backup. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Arizona State and head coach Herm Edwards have parted ways amid an NCAA events investigation and a one and two start to the season. They had an embarrassing home loss to Eastern Michigan, losing thirty-one to twenty-one or thirty to twenty-one. There have been both staff and roster exoduses from off-field issues. It will be interesting to see if ASU looks to um, looks at recently fired Scott Frost for its head coaching position, or if it looks elsewhere. Uh, this was a bit of a shocker. I knew there was been some scruffles in the program, but I didn't know it was that bad. And then, and then to have a one and two start to your season and losing to Eastern Michigan by nine doesn't help. Yeah, and yeah, not good. Yeah, no, and it was bad because uh, apparently he was fired on the field because the president and athletic director of the university met him in the end zone and talked to him before they left the field. Yeah, and from the video, it kind of looks like they're basically agreeing that you're done at desk head coach. Not a good look. So, yeah, yeah. There's there's something wrong with that, and the fact that you go on field and do that, right? It's not looking pretty. not not professional. No. So it's yeah, definitely going to be interesting to see what happens with Arizona State moving forward. Um, from the rumors, is Scott Frost already kind of has a head coaching job lined up for next year. Uh, so we'll see if. I don't even know if Arizona State's going to have the interest. I just know Frost has had you know time in the Pac-12. He was our offensive coordinator for a while, um, which our offense kind of went downhill after he left yeah. as uh, to be the head coach at um, Central Florida and before moving on. 
So he does have ties to the Pac-12, so he's got that going for him. So that's something to look at, but we'll see what happens moving forward with Arizona State. So uh, Arizona State, once again, trying to rebuild. It'll be interesting to see what happens that there. So, you ready for the NFL? Let's do it. All right. The NFL Week 1 opener was full of surprises. We're only going to cover the surprises. We're not covering every freaking game from Week 1. we got to <laughs> cover Week 2. So, here we go. The Bears would beat the 49ers 19-10 in a torrential downpour in Chicago. The Lions and Eagles had a shootout with the Eagles squeaking by 38-35. to The Browns got the better of the Panthers in a controversial fashion, 26-24. The Colts and Texans played to a tie of 20-20. to the Giants won in Brian Dable's uh, debut as head coach, 21-20, over the Titans. Uh, in Nashville, by the way. The Vikings overpowered the Packers, 23-7. And the Seahawks shocked everybody in Russell Wilson's return to Seattle, winning 17-16 over the Broncos. Yeah, the big shocker with that game there was... The turnovers at the goal line? That the very end of the game when you... you Decided on a 64-yard field goal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what is that, dude? I get everybody's bombing the co- rookie coach for making that decision. But at the same time, if you don't fumble twice at the goal line, yeah, you're not in that position anyways. Yeah. So, vis-a-vis, you can bash him all you want for that mistake call. But you gotta, but I, I just don't like that you're gonna bash the head coach for that call, but you're not gonna say, well, he wouldn't have been in that position if you don't turn the ball over at the goal line twice. But 64 yards, dude, that's so much. I mean, he would have made it if it was in between the goal post because <laughs> it had the distance, he just didn't put it between the uprights. There you go. So it. Technically, wasn't that bad of a decision. It was just confusing on letting all that time run out, not taking the time out to think about it, maybe trying to get the first down, even though it was fourth down. That was, I think if it was third down and they were kind of hesitant on whether or not they should kick it now or wait, I can kind of also see your point there too because it's third down, why not try to get the first down? If you don't get it, then you're kind of SOL. you got to go for the field goal then. Instead of, you know, if it was third down, you let the clock run all the way down, call timeout, then kick the field goal, that would have been... I'm just saying, put it in Russell's hands, let Russell try and do something with it. But I'm also going to be on the side of don't fumble the ball on the goal line twice and lose the ball. Oh, either way. That costs you. You're in that position because of that. So, as for week two... Patrick Mahomes outdueled Justin Herbert in Kansas City to secure a win over their division rival, 24-27. Herbert has been practicing this week, so his injury wasn't too bad. Thank God, because that was awful, especially on that third down when he basically had the first down if he wanted to ran it, and he said no and barely was able to even toss the ball away. That was crazy. Anyways, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers finally beat the Saints in the regular season matchup since coming to the Bucs. That's what I mean by that. 20-10. Uh, to 10. The Patriots managed to keep Trubisky in check as they won in Pittsburgh 17-14. to 14. Shocker of the week may actually go to the Jaguars as they shut out the Colts 24-0 at home. Dude, they look competent, man. That was, that was crazy. And their defense picked off yeah. Matt Ryan three times. Yeah. Crazy what was going on there, man. Crazy. 
Another week and another shootout, this time in the form of Tua versus Lamar as the Dolphins epically came back to take down the Ravens, 42-38. to Dude, dude, Tua, man, Tua. Uh, and I've, we said, I've, I've always said he was good. Well, I've always said you needed to prove it, and they made sure this offseason to give him every opportunity to and, prove and it. And now he's proving, proving it. it, yep. I still think the Rams were just out to kill me this week after pretty much blowing a 28-3 lead to squeeze out a 31-27 win over the Falcons. About died. Killing me. Still won. Barely. Still won. It's basically the Florida Gators over South Florida. <laughs> Barely. Anyways, another game that gives the Jags a run for their money, though, for shocker of the week, the New Orleans... Uh, not New Orleans. The New York Jets came from behind to up in the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland. 31 to 30. The Detroit Lions got their first win of the year with a solid victory over the Commanders, 36-27. The Giants, yes, the Giants are actually on a winning streak as they beat the Carolina Panthers, 19 to 16. Despite losing Trey Young to a season-ending injury, the 49ers looked like geniuses keeping Garoppolo as he would lead the team to a 27-7 win over the Seahawks. Yeah, I remember the the post conference thing when they were talking to him mm-hmm. how's it feel to get that three thousand dollar or three was it three hundred thousand dollars three hundred fifty thousand dollar bonus yeah. for playing in the game yeah yeah that was cool and winning because it was a play and a win so, yeah 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 that's i'm sure he was really happy um <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then i have this game in protest until i see a camera angle that actually shows the game winning field goal actually being good but the cowboys beat the Bengals. 20-17. He's just mad because he hates the Cowboys. No matter what. I know you don't care because you don't want the Bengals to win because they're your division rival. But at the same freaking time, that was a missed field goal. Eh, nah. It was missed. Freaking referee didn't want to go into the overtime. The thing is, are you the only one saying so? Yes, actually. But it's... Then- Come on, bro. But that angle shows it was a missed field goal, and I protest. Anyways, the Broncos still seem to be struggling offensively. Luckily for them, they happen to be playing the Texans, who tied the Colts last week, uh, as they won 16-9, or I mean the prior week. Uh, the Cardinals stormed back from a 20-0 uh, deficit against the Raiders and barely won in overtime 29-23 when Buda Baker almost tossed the ball away before crossing the goal line for a scoop-and-score touchdown. Yeah, that was... That, that was... close. <laughs> I Because I, they were looking at that a long time, and I said, bro, I think he might have thrown the ball away a little too soon. <laughs> we got to see that. He barely is over the goal line with the ball in hand as he's in the motion of tossing it, but luckily it was still in his hand as it crossed the goal line before letting go. That close, though. <laughs> I was just like, dude... I'd make him run laps. I don't even care that he managed to score. It was too close for my comfort. (laughs) Whether you're a Cardinals fan, coach, or whatever, man, or just a fan of football, that was just too close for comfort. The Packers would return home and host the Bears and look more like themselves as they would handle them 27-10. Game one of the Monday night doubleheader, the Buffalo Bills continued the early season dominance as they laid the whooping on the Titans 41-7. The Eagles look like the best team in the NFC East as Kirk Cousins still melts under the bright lights of primetime with the Eagles winning game two, 24-7. Cooper, any week two games stand out to you? Oh, that Eagles game, man. Right? Crazy. Yeah? 
Crazy, right? They're looking good. That's crazy, man. They might be uh, the team then, to beat in the NFC East. Yeah, man. I can't believe that that the Dolphins are are, are the what are they two and zero now? Two and zero. Two and zero. Two and zero. Two and zero. Print those shirts to a print those shirts. Two and zero. We're two and zero. Two and zero. Yeah, it's that was in the Lions one. It was the Commanders, though. Yeah, and okay. the Jags almost beat the Commanders the week prior. Yeah. Come on. True. Can't. And they did put up 35 on the Eagles' defense that held the Vikings' offense to seven. So, not that surprised. Come on now. Well, little respect for the Lions. Put a little fact, respect on Jared Goff. that they're winning, that's... That's a good thing. Give, give the Jared Lions a are the Lions still. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm not calling that they're going to be in the freaking playoff Super Bowl contenders, but at the same time, after what we saw the Jaguars almost able to do to the Commanders, and the fact that it was but in are Detroit, are we seeing all the NFL teams for Florida won this week? Yes. Dolphins, Buccaneers, and Jaguars all that won this week. That is crazy, dude. We'll never see that happen again. We'll see. I mean, <laughs> we'll see what happens next week because you never know next week. It could happen. <laughs> I mean, Miami's Miami's in contention now. I'm sorry, but, you know. Oh, I'm, I'm not even going there because, you know what? I actually forgot. Miami has to play Buffalo. Oh, this week? This mm-hmm. next week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's going to be a tough game for Yeah, them. they ain't winning that one. I don't care. Josh Allen's. Yeah, he's not only that. Are you kidding me? Von Miller's gonna eat Tua. Then there's that. Yeah, we thought he was bad against our offensive line that was crappy, and he ate Stafford. He's gonna eat Tua. Yeah, Tua's gonna have to. You're gonna have to throw quick screens to Tyreek Hill and Waddle <laughs> like all game because you're gonna have to get that ball out of that kid's hands. Because if Von Miller gets him, he's gonna get him. He's going to get him good. And then two is going to get happy feet if he's not injured. He's going to get got. He's going to get got. <laughs> Muffy, you're going to get me, get me, get me, then I got to get you, get you, get you. <laughs> Sorry. Had a Medea moment. Oh, <laughs> Anyways. Man. Any other games besides uh, those ones? No, man. It's just, it's crazy to see these teams that are usually losing actually getting the W. Right. It is. It's kind of nice. All right. It so. makes things different. <laughs> variety for you. Yeah. Anything else before I go on? Nope, go on. Okay. The NFL has suspended Buccaneers uh, wide receiver Mike Evans for his involvement in the standoff between Marshawn Lattimore and Tom Brady. Evans was sticking up for Brady but ran onto the field and leveled Lattimore. This action escalated the situation into an all-out brawl between the two teams. Evans, though, is the only player that is being suspended from the results of the alloca- uh, from the altercation. Uh, Evans could appeal, did appeal, lost his appeal. So he's still suspended for the game. Next game. It is what it is, man. Sometimes things get heated. You're sticking up for your quarterback. Yes, yes. Got to stick up for the quarterback. The quarterback. Well, well, look what happens when you stick up too much. Especially for that loser. I knew you were going to say something, dude. I knew it was just so you could put a shot on Tom Brady. (laughs) It's not because you even care. It's just so you can talk shit about Tom Brady. Why don't you stick up for that loser? Oh, because he's your quarterback. (laughs) 
So you stick up for him if he wasn't your quarterback. Wouldn't stick up for him if he was even my quarterback. Not that I'd be on the Rams team anyways. He seems so angry. No, I'm very calm, cool, and collected. (laughs) Anyways, moving on, shall we? Yes, <laughs> the, we shall. The NFL has also suspended Chiefs linebacker Willie Gay stemming from an arrest in January for criminal property damage. The suspension is four games long, which goes into effect immediately, thus missing games against the Colts, Buccaneers, Raiders, and Bills. Gay had agreed to enter into a diversion program to resolve the criminal case over the summer. For the next two weeks, Gay cannot be at team facilities and cannot have any contact with team officials. This could be a big blow for the Chiefs defensively, especially over the last three games against very strong opponents, one of which is a division rival in the Raiders. And, of course, as we all know, the dominant team in the NFL, the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely could could cause some problems there. But I, I think when you when you do something, you gotta, you got to own up to it and mm-hmm. do your time, man. That's it. Yeah, and, you know, it's one of those con- uh, conduct detrimentals to the league, so that's how the league's going to be able to suspend him because he did something that got him in trouble. Yeah. And they're always going to protect the shield, so. And then, of course, I found out today that uh, our backup tight end, Bryson Hopkins, is going to be suspended for three games for violation of the uh, PDE, PED um, rules. And I just went, you kidding me? <laughs> He's our, we only carry two tight ends this year, and he's freaking now he's suspended for three games. And it makes you wonder, like, is that going to go throughout the league, or are they going to go around and check everyone now? Well, actually, also, I believe someone else got hit up, too. I think someone on the Saints got hit for PEDs it's three crazy, games. crazy, dude. I'm just sitting there like, really, bro? We only have two tight ends, and you're going to get popped. Really? Yeah. Killing me, Smalls. I think Jacob Harris, though, got promoted, and he was actually wide receiver last week, and now he's probably going to go back to tight end this week because we have no backup tight end. I chihuahuas. This is... My team just (laughs) makes my head hurt. I don't even remember who we're playing this week either. I couldn't tell you. I don't know why I can't remember these things. um, Arizona, that's right. I'll tell you why I don't remember. I don't... Uh, I'm gonna be honest. Sometimes I just I don't pay attention, and then I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, because I'm a dork. So, I guess <laughs> I do want to do one little Steelers thing. What's up? What? Where do you sit on the um, Kenny chance in Pittsburgh when Trubisky was on the field losing the game against the Patriots? Come on, man. You know, I mean. You could have put him in there, but then you could be putting him in there and putting him through something he don't even need to go through. So, you know, I mean, let's see what Trubisky does. Then again, it's the Patriots, and the Patriots aren't that great anymore. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but then, you know, you got to deal with Bill Belichick, who's considered one of the greatest defensive coaches to ever coach the game. Yeah. Despite not having some of his top talent that he normally has on defense, doesn't mean he can't come up with something to make the rookie look like garbage. Right. And then what would you have been doing then? Trubisky. Trubisky. We want Trubby. We want Trubby. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of we want Kenny, we want Trubby. I mean, you can't do that after one loss either. I think it's not fair to You guys Trubisky. are 500 and everybody in your division lost. So. Yeah. 
So you're tied for first still. The only team that has two losses is the Bengals because you, you guys beat them in week one. And everybody now is uh, one and one. So it's not like you're out of the race for the d- division title yet. Yeah, we'll see what happens to yeah. And you know that's just that's just fans being fans. Yeah. So, I mean, when when you're losing, you're like, oh, we got a quarterback. Well, he's a quarterback, but he's I don't even know if he's quite NFL ready. Well, he was the most NFL ready quarterback in the draft. I know that, but you know what I'm saying, dude. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I do. Uh, it's just it's it's going to be what it is. I mean, I can, I kind of understand, but at the same time, just. Let it go. It's like you and I said, dude. If they're going to bring him in, bring him halfway through the season. You know, let him learn the playbook. Let him get used to the team. I yeah. mean, and then, then bring him along. Absolutely. But to do that right after, you know, your first loss, mm-hmm. not good. Yeah. Don't get over upset just because you lost to the Patriots. Yeah. You could have lost to the Bengals the week previous week. You actually should have lost to the Bengals. You kind of got lucky on that one. Their long snapper got injured, mm-hmm. <laughs> which made a bad hold on the PAT that you guys b- blocked. Can we just give appreciation to Minka Fitzpatrick, though? My God. Oh, right? My God. That was just great trade. That, that was awesome, dude. He's... You stole him from the freaking Dolphins. He's I feel like the awesome, Dolphins are man. idiots for giving up on him. But, hey. He's a Pittsburgh Steeler. He, he's like a Pittsburgh safety. Anyways, it's just like he belongs in the Steel mm. City with Pittsburgh because he just plays really great defense. Yeah. A long line of great ones like Mel Blunt. You got um, Troy Polamalu, of course. Um, Rod Woodson, um, when you guys had him in the 90s. Mm-hmm. So you guys got lineage of safeties, and he just adds to it. So He definitely does, man. And it, it's nice. To actually have someone in the safety position that, that you can look at and be like, yes, yes, somebody to root for, you know what I mean? Because yeah. after Paul Amolo left, it was kind of like, who do we root for? What do we do? Right. You know, and we got him, and now, of course, we have T.J. Watt, but T.J. Watt's, you know, he's out right now, so. Well, luckily his was not needing a requirement that, no surgery. Thank God for that. No so it's just heal up in a few weeks, well, six weeks, basically, but. You know, I yeah. think you guys have a bye week in one of those weeks, so it's actually going to end up being um, six total games instead of seven total games because you had to count this last week. He was out, obviously, yeah. and then um, he was supposed to be out for technically six more weeks. But, you know, I think you have your bye week in there. So he's only missing a total of six games instead of seven, which is nice. But, yeah, as far as Kenny Pickett goes, I mean, when I see he's not NFL ready, I'm saying he's got to learn that playbook and he's right. got to get – I mean, the kid has poise, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But you don't want to throw him in there, especially against Bill Belichick right off the bat. Yeah. So, I mean, for those that are clamoring for him to jump aboard right away, let's still remember that we won last week. Yeah. So, there you go. And who's to say you won't win this week? Yeah. Just say. Give him a chance. Give Trubisky a chance. You can do a lot worse than Trubisky. Mm-hmm. A lot worse. Oh, yeah. You could have um, a quarterback that you're not entirely sure about, and he gets hurt. 49ers. (laughs) But, of course, like again, I said, they look like geniuses now for keeping Garoppolo because now you basically went, oh, we're back to where we started. I totally wish they would have got Ruben. 
I do too because now it's yeah. like great. Now they're contenders now. Fucking great. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. But I'm just saying it's like, of course. It was like you could have just got rid of them. I thought it was funny. I did hear a rumor, though, and I'll tell it to everybody here too, so they can hear it. That if he was released, he would have signed with the Rams to be our backup quarterback. Just so if something happened to Matthew Stafford, he could stick it to the Niners. <laughs> Which was weird because everybody thought he would go to Seattle where he could possibly start. But for some reason they said, and Colin, Colin, Colin Coward heard the rumor too. That's where I got the, on the notice on it. He said that he heard that if Garoppolo was released, he would have came to the Rams and be back up to Matthew Stafford. Oh, that would have been cool. That would have been fucking great. <laughs> Especially after, you know, dumbass threw uh, three picks in the first game. I would have probably been going, just put Jimmy in. Yeah. <laughs> just go ahead and put Jimmy in. Maybe we can do something against Buffalo. I don't see anybody doing anything against Buffalo, except maybe Kansas City. Of course, now without Willie Gay, it's going to be more difficult. But Yeah. Good luck, Miami. <laughs> Good luck, Dolphins. Anyways. Uh, by the way, Joe Hayden retired. We're going to miss you, Joe. Um, signed a one-day contract and retires a Brown. I was a little shocked since they kind of... Dumped your butt, but you know whatever. Yeah, man. Uh, Joe Hayden was was on both ends of the Browns and the Steelers. So, I mean, the fact that he was able to retire and I guess retire with his team is okay. I wouldn't have gone back to the team that dumped me like that. Thought I wasn't going to look good anymore. Went to Pittsburgh and had a pretty good, solid few years left. Yeah. And uh, kind of smoked uh, Cleveland a few times himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, yeah. But anyways, happy retirement to Joe Hayden. Yes, happy retirement. All right, brother. I think that does it for us. It does. And we had somebody come on and give us a little like. Thank yeah, you. I saw we the appreciate that. Thank so. you. Uh, so we'll be back again on Friday because Cooper actually gets to get his kids tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So we can actually do tomorrow our next episode on Friday. Because it'll be easier that way. Yep. <laughs> On him, especially. Um, so we'll be back with actual sports talk. Because we'll be talking. we got a lot to talk about in basketball. And we got some t- baseball stuff to talk about. So, Oh, yeah. We're gearing up for the playoffs, brother. Yes. <laughs> Dodgers have a bye week in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. That's oh, what's yeah. Up. Only team with 100 wins so far. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And we actually have to talk about a Yankee. Yes. But he's doing something a lot of people are thinking art is going to be more, more legitimate because he hasn't been ever um, thought of having done steroids. So we'll see. We'll mm. see what happens. And of course, I also got to give love to Pools. He was a Dodger for a little yes. bit. Um, so I got to give. I got to show him love. Pools. All right, we'll show him love on Friday. All right, we'll do. <laughs> and we got to talk about some Laker. Crap. Liquor drama. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the nuke button? I've been pushing it for two and a half years already. Just get rid of LeBron James and Anthony Davis and everybody else. Start over again. Anyways, so we'll talk about that on Friday. Anyway. <laughs> so that will do it for us here at Sports Talk. And as always, keep, keep on, on talking, talking sports. sports. Hey everyone, this is Big Man. This is Cooper. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, but be sure to check us out on our social medias. On Facebook at Cooper Big Man. Our Facebook page, Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. On Twitter at 
Cooper underscore Big Man ST. On Instagram, also at Cooper Big underscore Big Man ST. At TikTok at sportstalk.cooper.bigman. Or you can email us at sportstalk with Cooper in Big Man. That's sportstalk, W I T, Cooper, the letter N, Big Man, and that's at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we love you guys for checking us out. Be sure to catch us on our next episode. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now